Y... The Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Popo Report. Hello, Chicago. Welcome back to the Popo Report. Saturday night, WLSAM 890. Lupe Aguirre, my partner in crime, Paul Cialino. We're going to try and get you through this Saturday night, this boring shopping stuff you might be out doing. we got some great stories tonight, but the first one is a tragic one. Yes, indeed it is, Paul. Yeah. What happened Monday, Lupe, out at Mercy Hospital over in 26th and Michigan? You know, it's every officer's worst nightmare. You respond to a domestic call. You know, it's not necessarily the, uh, the calls where... You know, there's a suspecting a terrorist or you're suspecting a, a, when it initially comes out as an active shooter. But when you get a domestic disturbance call, it's never a fun call. But anyways, um, we have a, a young police officer, 28-year-old Sam Jimenez and his partner. They were actually backing up the uh, the officers that were called. They happened to be in the area. Wasn't even their call, right? Wasn't even their call, yeah. And... Uh, so this uh, young officer, father of three, responded like any other, like any other police officer would. You're just going to back up. You're going to back up the primary uh, car just in case. Just in it's case. It's always just in case. Because most of these domestics never go nowhere, right? It's a little yelling, a little hollering, no big drama. Usually, no one even gets locked up. There's, uh, I mean, the thing is, they never go anywhere. But the emotions are high, tensions are high, and uh, you never know. What an estranged, you know, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, if kids are involved, if money's involved, what they're going to do. It, you know, the psychological, uh, uh, you, you, psychologically, you never know what's going to happen on a, on a domestic call. And the worst, the worst thing happened here. Well, we had a lot of bad, the middle of the day, right? Routine Monday, three o'clock. Yeah, between you know, three and four o'clock on a Monday afternoon. Yeah, and you're probably just starting your shift, maybe, or finishing. You're thinking you're home free. These or, guys are just getting on a roll call. Yeah. Roll calls ending around right. three thirty, four o'clock. These it's probably the early guys, you know, who start roll call at two, two thirty. Yeah. Right, and they roll up into a real show, don't they? I mean, it you just is... want to go out and get your coffee. You want to, you know, <laughs> get it. Want to just get a donut. Well, an easy one, the first one out, right? Something that's manageable. Yeah. Not a lot of drama. What do they pull up on, though? They have a young man who just murdered his uh, former girlfriend, Dr. Uh, O'Neill, emergency room doc at Mercy, well thought of, loved by everybody she worked with. She's uh, getting out of her car, walking into the uh, ER to go to work, and the former boyfriend confronts her and shoots her three times in the chest, broad daylight, witnesses everywhere. 911 phone just burning off the hook. Everything's lighting up, yeah. She falls, he shoots her three more times. Right. And then what happens? And then the uh yeah, the police, uh, officer Jimenez and his partner engage engage the uh alleged shooter and they and a firefight breaks out. And and it's a, quite a firefight. This isn't a one or two shot thing. This is reloading and 
uh, shots going everywhere, people running and ducking, the hospital shutting down. Nine one one is getting multiple calls every every minute, and and the rest of the popo they're coming with SWAT. Active shooter plans are being uh, uh, set up by the hospital by fire department, by CPD fire department. Fifteen ambulances. All hell's rolling. breaking loose. Yeah. All hell's breaking loose. Because you, you never know what uh, how many more guns, if he's got a rifle, if he's got any IEDs, you, you don't know what's going on. Well, in initial news reports had uh, people in a car shooting at the Popo, and a guy in the parking lot shooting, and a guy in the hospital shooting. So it was it was chaotic. It was just off the hook bad. And uh, Chicago Police Department did a magnificent job. They really did. Yeah. So you never know uh, when you're rolling up to these jobs. You never know. You never know what to expect. You're you're hearing uh, the uh, you're hear, you're hearing dispatch try to relay as best they can what's going on, and then you have people on the streets. You have citizens telling you different stories. You have you have multiple. You have you have you know everything's everything's uh, up in the air right now. Right, and you you've got. Uh, people in the hospital, you're trying to shut the hospital down, secure and protect everybody. Uh, a, a, a young girl, a young light woman who was just uh, starting a career in pharmacology, is coming out of the elevator. She catches a bullet, gets killed. Uh, we got four dead at this thing. Uh, it's just tragic all around. I was at a, it's around four o'clock. I'm just at home, and uh, my GroupMe app just lights up. You know, it's a, it's an app where. A community of people could just uh, sign up and communicate with each other, whether it's coworkers or uh, just friends. Just communicate with, with each other. You, right. you know, it's it's a private messaging, and it just blows up. And then, and then my, I get a call from my mom. I'm hearing it from her first because I'm just playing with I'm just playing with my kid. I'm like, right. holy cow, what the hell is going on? And then you're trying to you're trying to figure out if you know him, if you if you if your friends are involved, if uh, you're, you know, just. Just trying to get a grip on what's going on. But, uh, you know, brother officer. Exactly. Young kid. Young kid, 28 years old. Three children at home with himself. I mean, uh, this thing will be tragic for uh, generations now. He's the, uh, I believe he's the second officer killed in the light of duty this year. The first one was Commander Bauer in in February when he confronted an armed assailant in the loop. Uh, It's, it's... It's been a tragic year for the CPD. Worse since 2010. Yeah, it's pretty when five, bad. When five, when five of us were killed, uh, it's 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 bad when one life is lost. Um, it's just uh, let's get let's get through this. Well, ladies and gentlemen, CPD, be careful out there. Now, it doesn't matter if it's the beginning, the shift, or the end. Watch yourselves. Protect yourselves at all costs. Go home to your families. Um, great job, Monday just magnificent they saved a lot of lives no question about it absolutely within a matter of minutes the uh, the scene was secured and uh they uh the uh, the gunman was down and uh, they were trying to assess the uh, the complete story well we're gonna roll into the break here we're coming back got a nice story about the chicago sports teams helping out the community thanks for getting us started here paul on a saturday night you've been listening to the popo report on wls am 890 when we come back, we're going to talk about a sports team doing good and uh, more party bus mayhem. Yeah, we like party bus. Okay. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLS AM 890. See you in a few. Popo Report back Saturday night, Chicago. 
WLSAM 890. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino. Talking about what's important to you. What's happening in the world of uh, crime, popo, and other uh, interesting matters in Chicago mostly. But a lot of Florida, right? (laughs) Giving you the straight and a lot of Florida as usual. (laughs) Well, a good local story. Chicago sports teams. Blackhawks, Bulls, Bears, White Sox have uh, donated a million dollars. The Big Five. Yeah, let me tell you, this is a this is a great great idea. You know, it's it there, the the alliance uh, the choose to change, and it's to try and get kids off the street, get them working, mentoring them, making some changes, getting them out of gang banging, getting them off the street corners, and hey, it takes money, it takes effort, it takes mentoring. But that's what works. Locking them up doesn't work. You know, you can't, yeah, you can't lock yourself, you can't lock your way up to, um, you know, safe streets. Right. You can't lock everybody up. You know, if you're, if you're just hanging around, sitting, you know, doing idle, or not doing anything, just, just being idle, you're going to, you know, gravitate towards, uh, you know, some, uh, some nonsense. Listen, most, my experience is these kids on the street, if you give them a job making 15 bucks an hour, they're going to go to the job. Because guess what? They're not getting rich on the street slinging uh, small amounts of dope. And they're getting shot. They're getting killed. They're going to jail. Give them a job. Give them something to do. Mentor them, man. I mean, get them off the streets. And if you do that, you reduce a lot of this crime that's going on out there. You save a lot of lives. You become productive members of the community. I, I really applaud our, our sports teams for stepping up and uh, writing the check. Because that's what it takes. Yeah, it's a great initiative that started back in 2017. All about curbing, just curbing violence, getting these kids off the streets. I mean, and, and working with go. the University of Chicago Crime Lab, see, you know, measure it, see if it's working, what's effective, what's not. So, it's a uh, it's a multi-disciplined approach to the problem, and it's creative. And I like creative because the old stuff doesn't work. Lock them up, throw it away. The key does not work. So let's get creative. Let's see what we could do to change these kids' lives. The direction. Through sports, it's actually going to. It's probably a pipeline too to uh, you know get get these kids back to playing baseball. That's right. Get them involved. Yes, football. Yes. Get them involved in sports. It cre- it, it just creates uh, great self worth. Um, you know uh, what better than to just play on a team and work what play well with other kids instead of running around beating you know just just doing nonsense. Playing well with others is important. It's important, but and it is a good pipeline. Yeah, Junior college. Absolutely. College, right? Things yeah. change. You change your life one kid at a time, or the community. Just as long as we keep them off the party buses, right, Luke? Oh, my God. There's more. We got some more shenanigans and uh, tomfoolery on these uh, party buses, huh? Have you ever been on a party bus? I have not been on a party bus. You know, I stay away from yeah. party buses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just take the red line to a bar and just hang out there. I stay off these party buses. Well, you better watch yourself on that red line too, because we've done some stories up there. But uh, out in Dalton, last uh, last Saturday, two people get shot on the party bus, and this is not the first time a couple of people have been shot on a party bus. And I suspect it won't be the last. But once again, it happens on the expressway. They shut the expressway down. Uh, the, the expressways are not a safe place to be on some days. What is that? Ten shootings uh, since twenty since twenty in twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen on these on party buses. Just on party buses. <laughs> That's not the other shootings we have on the expressways, but the party buses. Uh, a lot of people get on the bus. A lot of alcohol, drugs involved. Somebody's got a gun, and bad things happen. You know, I think it's I think it's uh, up to these party bus operators to uh, 
make sure if you have a gun, you're not getting on a party bus. You you know what alcohol? I'm gonna say it's just like a it's a rolling bar. You got to have security. You got to search people coming in. You got to make it known no weapons are going to be allowed. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You got to take some respect. If you're going to make all this money riding a party bus down on I-57 or 94, you better keep the nut cases off your bus because they start drinking. Bad things are going to happen. And you got to think about it. You're on a you're on a highway. You're on a roadway. Other cars are going to be around. If something breaks out in that party bus, shots start flying, and, and you get an errand, uh, a, a bullet that strikes the the uh, the driver. Oh, I mean, come on! Right, and the driver's not going to be the security guy. The driver's driving, trying not to get everybody killed. And it, poor guy's probably making you know a minimum. Yeah. He's, he's, not, he's not getting rich. He's driving not getting a party rich bus. driving a party bus. But well, I mean, there's I mean there are a couple of ordinances out there. Yeah, but you know what? Who's enforcing them? And and the and the legitimate party bus operators, they're they're like, yeah, it's the illegal party buses, not us. We yeah, we do yeah, these true. things already, and it seems like and their, and their complaint is <clears throat> enforcement <throat> is geared towards them, the legitimate guys, not towards the people who aren't licensed who are just you know running a uh, gypsy operation, so to speak, right? Gypsy operation, yeah. I mean, the uh, the ordinances there are there are out there, but they don't they don't tackle that gun issue. They they let it, it's not unlawful for someone carrying a gun right. to get on a party bus as opposed to going inside a bar where alcohol served. It should be unlawful because alcohol is being served, right? We know we exactly. Yeah, they're not selling it. People, I think that's that's yeah, but, the gray area because right. alcohol isn't. I mean, that's that's where the uh, the city uh, tries to uh, you know, hey, you know what? It's not necessarily uh, legal to do that because you know. Yeah. So. Well, I, <laughs> the party buses are out of control. We got we got to get regain control of them. And our next story takes us out to DePage County, one of my favorite places. Uh, bad road rage thing, stabbing, fighting, jumping in front of each other, all kinds of craziness going on. And uh, and Judge Liam Brennan, a very well thought of judge out in DePage County, uh, conducts a bench trial on a stabbing case out there, and he finds the guy not guilty, self defense. You've got some experience uh, in front of a uh, judge out in DuPage. I've had a few cases out there. He's very even-handed. He's fair. He's smart. He he gets it. Uh, the attorney in this case took a bench trial. Probably a smart move because the uh, victim got stabbed multiple times by the defendant uh, after he yeah. punched the defendant, and uh, the defendant took offense and pulled out his two and a half inch knife, which probably save the aggressor's life because two and a half inches didn't kill him well you're in front of a judge it just at this point it, it all boils down to who's more credible am i, am I right or am i wrong well am yeah right credibility right? is a big thing how you testify how you sound but uh in in this case the the aggressor who got stabbed was a it's according to the judge a in very in shape iron worker who had about 60 pounds and 7 inches on the... Uh, He's a big dude. He, yeah. he was. And uh, he was whipping on the smaller guy who... Uh, he was wailing on him. I mean. <laughs> he, he pulled out his two-and-a-half-inch pocket knife, and he stuck him like 11 times. You get caught, you get cut off on the highway, and then you... <laughs> and then on the off-ramp... See, see, they're, they're, here's our PSA. Stop with the traffic fights. If you get cut off... Just way let it, just let it go let yes it go. yes go on your way go go to wherever you're going go home don't don't engage don't get crazy it's not worth it because undoubtedly you're gonna 
you're going to, like on the off-ramp, cars aren't moving, this big guy huh? takes it upon himself to, you know, rectify things and uh, uh, save his manhood. And this went on. It goes on, right? It's, it starts at one spot. It goes on for several miles. Yeah. They get out, it gets out of the car. He starts whipping up on him. And the judge says, oh, he had his pants had uh, rub marks up against the uh, driver's because side. Because the big guy, he had, a, he had a different story. He's like, no, no, I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't the aggressor. <laughs> hey, judge Brennan wasn't buying like, uh, sir, you should have stayed in the car. Maybe. It's a little thing called evidence. Right, you know? stay in the car. If you stay in the car, you don't get stabbed tonight. And But what happens, right? The defendant, probably twenty twenty five thousand 25000 of the defense lawyer in the case, may have lost his job over because he's in court you know, every month for two years uh, up to the trial. Uh, nobody wins in these cases. Even if you're found not guilty, you lose. You don't lose your freedom, but you lose a lot of other things. You lose a lot of cash. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, this is one of those things where, again, 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 just be nice on our roadways. Uh, somebody cuts you off. Just let it go. Get from A to B, and everything's going to be fine, right? That's right. Here we go. I think this is a good time to uh, take a break. What do you say, Paul? I think so. Coming back, we're going out to Colorado. Uh, we got a monstrous man. We'll see what ha- you know. We finally found out what's going to happen to him, and uh, we've also got uh, you know. Hey, don't stay out after five a.m. Okay, Paul. <laughs> Nothing some- good happens after five. Something's going to happen. Okay, you've been listening to the Pope Report on WLS AM eight ninety. We'll see you in a few. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Popo Report. We're back. Chicago, Saturday night, WLS AM 890. You can listen to the Popo Report anytime at WLSAM.com. It's there for your convenience, in the gym, at home. We took a break. We're talking about road rage. and reminded me of a story we got to impart on our listeners. It's not worth it. I, I had a friend who was uh, involved in a rage, rage road, uh, rage road, <laughs> road rage incident. He was coming home from the gym. Guy cuts him off. They start barking at each other. They pull over. My buddy jumps out of the car and he pops the windshield. And the guy's wife's in there with him. And he's looking at her and she tears up and she's like got her hands up in a defensive. And the guy, he comes out of me and goes, what am I doing? Am I out of my mind terrifying this young lady? For, because I'm mad at her crazy husband who's mad at me. And he just thought to himself, this, this is insanity. I, I can't ever do this again. I mean, it's not an isolated incident. It happens to all of us. Obviously, if you it drive is. enough in the city, you're going to see it two or three times a year. You're having a bad day. You're yep. late. You're uh, someone. You're, it's not just someone cutting you off, someone going, uh, you know, well, locking you in. <laughs> you're just trying to get from A to B, and maybe you're... You're just you're just a little bit late, you know. Take some extra time. It, I mean, when I was uh, I was looking for a parking spot, I was going around in circles. I see a spot, and someone this car is just blocking the roadway. I couldn't get around him to get to that parking spot. I'm beeping at him, beeping at him, hoping that he'd move. He didn't want to move. He gets out of his car. I get out of my car. And then you start just measuring. Yeah, you, start me- races, you, start, right? you start measuring each other. Yeah. He starts calling me names. I start calling my name. I start hey, calling it, him names. It escalates into Mach one, doesn't it? Unfortunately, it didn't escalate. We just uh, we just stood. I, I kept my ground. He kept his ground, and uh, we left it at that. 
and uh, he got in his car, and fortunately he moved, and I was on my way, but it didn't get physical. But but in retrospect, you know, you do an after-assessment uh you know, uh, sit down with yourself. That's right. And you're like, you know what? That really was dumb and because yep. it, it could have gone south very quickly. That's right. And as a, an Irish pal of mine used Nothing. to say, upon mature reflection, right. I realized this was a bad idea. So you need a little mature reflection in these road rage things. Stay in the car, quit fussing, go home safe. You know, it's a matter of just taking a deep breath. If you, you're in that situation, take a deep breath. I think that's enough reflection right there because you've get you got that air coming in, you know your your mind starts working a little bit better because you're just all you know, you're just consumed with your 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 false rage. Right, right. Take a deep breath. Breathe. Breathe. Think. You know, you know what helps me breathe because of yoga. You know. I know you're the yoga. You do king. the yoga thing and then the Popo report is the yoga king. There you go. Yes. Well, moving to Colorado, not enough yoga out there to make this one sound good. No matter what you do. Our favorite guy, Chris Watts, who murdered his two little daughters, his wife, because he wanted to start a new life. He wanted to start his pregnant wife, I might add, who had a little little boy cooking. Uh, He comes home one night and murders them all. Listen, if you want a fresh start, it's called divorce court. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Get yourself a lawyer. Go in there pro se. It doesn't matter. It's called divorce court. You don't have to kill the family to get out of the marriage, do you? You don't have to do anything. You just got to pay a little child support, a little maintenance, if that, and uh, you go on with your life. I mean, hey, it happens all the time. Uh, what's what's the divorce rate? It's still, it's still it's it's 50%, a hot 50%, 50 percent, right? Fifty percent for first time marriages. Second time marriages, about seventy five percent. What about third time marriages? Uh, it's, it's, You'll let me know. It's worse. It's worse unless you outlive it, or you know, you die before you could get divorced on the third one. But we've done this story before. It's a tragic story. Uh, Back in Mr. August, Mr. Right? Watts does everybody a favor and pleads guilty to the homicides uh, in order to save his life, right? He gets life without the possibility of parole, and he'll never see daylight again. And you know what? He probably could have gotten away with it if his, uh, if his girlfriend uh, didn't uh, come forward with some information. Well, fortunately, or maybe not away with it, but it would have probably taken longer. Well, you know, he's holding press conferences. Uh, my missing wife and children, please come home. But the wife's girlfriends like, knew there was a problem yeah, right away, right? Because the wife was talking to her girlfriends, and and uh, by the way, the Denver Police Department did a great job on this case. Great job. They they solved this thing. Uh, they got him in an interrogation. They rolled him over. He brings them to the bodies. There was a no doubt about it on this one. I mean, when you when you when you have a dead a dead wife with an unborn child and and two children that just they're just I mean I mean it's 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 not gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go through whatever they have to do to to solve this one. Oh, you better believe it. You you. This is this one's not getting away. No, the, 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 world, the first suspect's always the husband. The, the, the popo the world is coming down yeah. right on top of you with full force for a very very long time, and they did. Uh, Great police work in that case. I mean, magnificent police work. Never going to be a happy ending for anyone. No. The uh, wife's mom and dad, siblings, I mean, they're, they're never going to get through this. I mean, imagine being uh, uh, the uh, parents, uh, Chris Watts' parents, and you're in that courtroom, you're going through this whole thing, and even though this happened, you're still going to love your child. You're still going to... 
That's your child. And they still want answers. They can't believe this happened and that their child did this. It's just, it's more so on the parents. Uh, well, I think uh, most most parents are going to put it on themselves. They're going to, what, what did I do? How did I screw it up? And, right. and clearly, they did not. Uh, there was something wrong with Chris Watts' screw loose, as we say, more than a screw loose, because he suffocated his three- and four-year-old daughters yeah. right in their beds with a pillow, and then he murdered his wife. I mean, you know, we're re- as parents, we're responsible for only so much. We're not there 24-7. Yeah. I mean, it, th- this is one of the big tragedies this year one of the biggest the uh the wife's if i read it correctly the uh, wife's uh, family they they push for that plea deal and uh no um uh and just a life in prison because they they thought that you know the death penalty it's an immoral thing and that's yeah. a tough that's a tough decision a tough decision to make and weigh when your your kids died the way they did and to choose not to go for you know the death penalty I will tell you, from a practical st- point of view, that life in prison is far worse for an inmate than a death penalty. Far worse. Because if you get the death penalty and you're appealing and appealing and appealing, state's not going to kill you for 23, 24, 25 years. Most of the time, you're going to outlive the verdict. You're, they're never going to execute you because you're going to die of natural causes before they get to you. We see this in California, right. places, uh, Texas, where they have hundreds of guys on death row. Uh, the parents did not want to relive this nightmare at trial. They didn't want to go through the whole gruesome thing. And, and I think they made a very wise decision in, in saying, yeah, uh, life in prison for us works. We're done with this guy. We could put this thing to bed. We're through with it. So Chris Watts is going to spend the rest of his life in prison uh, reflecting on what he did. Yeah, my friend, it will not be an easy time for him. Boy, the inmates there do not like child killers. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Well, we're going to take another break right now, Paul. When we come back, again, we're going to hit that, uh, uh, you know, get home before 5 a.m. story. And uh, we got an ex-corrections uh, officer uh, involved in shenanigans Oops. again. At the MCC At in the Chicago. the MCC in Chicago. Uh, you've been listening to the Popo Report on WLS AM 890. We'll talk to you in a few. Back again. Popo Report. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, Chicago, WLS AM 890. Lupe, what happens when you come home at 5 a.m.? Well, apparently this guy, he got shot. You know, I every time I came home at 5 a.m., I, uh, I was preparing for the worst. Not necessarily get shot, but <laughs> this poor guy got shot by I, his girlfriend, huh? Yeah. On the west side. Hey, I got some really good Chicago advice, okay? If you come home at 5, don't come home. Wait till noon. Yeah, wait till she's out of the house. That's right. Sit out in front of the house and let her go to work. Or you know what I do? I, I make sure, I, I usually have a curfew around around 11 o'clock or midnight, if, if I'm lucky. Curfew? Uh, curfew. Uh, yeah, you don't have a curfew. <laughs> Everybody has a curfew. That's like, that's a lifesaver, actually. That's accountability. Accountability. So you got You just got to call ahead. Hey, listen, honey, I'm running a couple, a, about a 30 minutes late, maybe an hour. You know, we're, we're having a heated discussion where I'm trying to give my friend some great advice at a bar. And, uh, you know, uh, we got some other guys coming by and you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a jerk. So you've just, you know, so just give me another hour 
And then you got to account for travel time. That's right. Got to account. There's always travel, traffic. And you know you got to grab a bite to eat before you get home because because the pope will get you on that DUI, right? It's going to cost a lot more, you know, uh, money and time off work before you hit the road. You got to get sober, exactly. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you though, in this case, uh, there might have been some insecurity on the part of mommy. All right, she's 52, he's 32. Uh oh, there's a red flag. Okay, what's this young guy doing out so late? Oh, she knows. She's fifty-two years old. She knows exactly what he's doing out late. She's she's been down this road before. Hey man, she's probably a hot fifty-two. I mean, I she's a hot fifty-two with a pistola and hot. She's hot, all right. She is man. She he rolls into five a.m. There's not a lot of discussion going on. This domestic just went south. I mean, if I again another domestic, another domestic, just get home early, guys. Just get home early. Well, happy ending. He didn't get killed. He survived it. Went to Mount Sinai. They thick plugged the hole, stopped the bleeding. Detectives are still investigating. I'm not quite sure what they have to investigate, but they're still investigating. They're probably still laughing like, young man, you cannot come home at 5 a.m., okay? Uh, this is one. This is going to be one of those cases where they're not going to spend too much time on it. So, you know, lesson learned, life lived, right? I'm, I'm guessing that. There's not going to be any time hey, to spend on this ha- one. Happy wife, happy life, right? That's right. Happy, happy twenty-year senior girlfriend. You you might not get ventilated when you get home. So make sure you call ahead, guys. Word to the wise. Well, right? we, we have a couple at other, the very least. We have a couple other lads that had a unfortunate accident when they uh, bailed out of the back of a they, paddy wagon. They tried to escape from the popo. Yeah, you know that paddy wagon wasn't secure enough. I guess, huh? Well, they did escape. They escaped for a little while. They jumped jumped out of the back of the police van as they uh, were rolling into the station, and they were uh, uh, light footed. Man, they they got two blocks away. But then, what happened, Loop? <laughs> as you're trying to bob and weave you know trying to trying to get away from the popo you got to watch out for the cars on the street right they forgot about those moving vehicles and them seven thousand pound things on wheels will uh really stop the whole track race it's, quick it's, it's kind of hard to make make a clean getaway and and you know you know dart in and out with your hands tied behind your back that, too. that is a rough one but they were able to outrun the popo initially you know, this happens more often yeah, than you think. A couple older guys been on the wagon for a while, maybe 30, 40 pounds overweight, and a couple of young track stars in the back, right? Oh, you, whether it happened on midnights or during the day, you know, you're trying to, you know, <laughs> procedure gets kind of like blown to the wind sometimes. Yeah, you know, we've seen this happen before, but they don't get hit by one car. They get hit by two cars, right? I mean, it's like they're, they're it's bouncing off cars out there. <laughs> but it all ends well. The, the lads are recaptured. Lads are recaptured. They're not injured that badly. Busted up a little bit, but they lived the fight another day. They but, probably walked in the bond court the next day. You know, this again, remember I told you this happens a lot. I mean, it, I have not personal experience, but, you know, some, uh, some friends of mine. And... Uh, you know, it all it, it all worked out at the end, but I don't know the Popo. They're looking for some. They're going to get some. Um, they're going to get some time off. Unfortunately. Oh yeah, yeah they're going to take a few days off. But hey, it's days. the holidays. They could probably use the time off. You know, they've been around a while. They, they make enough dough. Without pay, they'll, they'll take the hit. Without pay, they go to the side job. They'll make it up. They'll work <laughs> double overtime.
So keep an eye on those prisoners, guys, you know, or else you're going to get hit by cars. And and take a few days off. Well, our next story, uh, not a happy ending for a former guard at the Metropolitan Correctional Center, our lovely federal place over on Van Buren. It's that it's that cool looking building on the you know towards the South Loop, and you're always wondering what the hell is this building? Right. It's kind of oddly shaped, you know. Sort of, it looks like a, it looks like a spaceship. Spaceship, yeah. What's you know what, what's with the little windows? And they got, and, and got basketball and volleyball courts on the roof. On the roof, and <laughs> I always wonder that as a kid. I'm like, mom. This is this is a building that sort of you know doesn't belong here. Visiting relatives there? What? What? You just drive it? You know? No, no, you're just dri- <laughs> you're trying to get on the Congress. Uh, you know, you're driving down Congress, driving down Clark Street, or you're at the uh, the federal building, uh, which is right down the street, or you're just trying to get a snack. You know. Well, Raphael Lezak, a former guard, uh, he was getting a little bit more in a smack. He was uh, smuggling dope in to. Organized crime members who were then reselling it to their pals in the MCC. That's quite. That's that's hey, that's quite an operation they had going there. Listen, every prison in every state, in every county in this country has got a drug problem, and the only way drugs are coming in are through personnel who work there. Exactly. Everybody knows it. It's it's a the biggest fight they have. The prison, the Department of Correction people nationwide, is drug smuggling. One reason, why don't you pay these guys something other than, you know, eighteen, nineteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a year? Because inmates are making that much money a week selling drugs inside jail. But you have these guards who are, you know, just above the poverty level, and they get offered to make some real serious dough real fast. Listen, they bring in their lunchbox every day. They bring in this, books, whatever. It's easy enough to smuggle drugs in. There's uh, a... Uh, prisoners and uh, prison guards. You've got a. It's an ingenious way to make a little extra side money. And but this guy got caught. When it's highly illegal, and you're going away, you're going to jail for that one. He's going away. He's going. You think he'll be at the MCC or just at at, at the county? Oh, he's going to a federal facility. Federal facility. <laughs> yes, he is. There you go, Paul. Yes. Here we go. We're gonna get. We're gonna continue on. We're gonna take a break right now. When we come back. We've got a great rescue story involving uh, the, the Chicago Hancock, Fire Department at its finest. Involving the Hancock and uh, some out of towners. Uh, we've also got a story out of uh, you know involving uh, high school football and some shenanigans there. All right. So it's not true. Pretty fun stuff. Okay, Paul. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAM 890. Catch us online at WSAM.com. We'll see you back in a few. And the Popo Report. Paul Cialino is a licensed and board certified private investigator. He's the first and only expert in homicide investigation, hired by 48 Hours and CBS News as an on-air personality. Lupe Aguirre. After completing law school, he became a founder principal of an Illinois family law and real estate firm. He honorably serves the citizens of Chicago as a police officer attorney. Together, they tell the stories of crimes committed in the Chicago area and the stories of men and women who serve and protect. This is the Popo Report. Paul, I must say, you really are bad to the bone. I am bad to the bone. Uh, I've got a number of ex-wives that will testify to that fact. I don't know if anyone's ever told you, but you are bad to the bone. So what's going up next? Buddy, one of my favorite subjects in Chicago, the CFD. 
CFD. Chicago Fire Department, folks. What does that stand for? Yeah, we, that's right. We, we love the Chicago Fire Department. The paramedics, the firemen. The true heroes. They are heroes, man. Because you never hear from those guys. Ah, it was too dangerous. I couldn't go in there. I got to wait for somebody. I got to wait for backup. They don't wait. They that's go. Right. That right. bell rings. They're off and running. And I also like CFD. Got a lot of chubby guys working over there. Guess what? I drag two, three bodies out at a time. Them chubby guys are in shape over at CFD, man. They are beasts. And they eat well. They do eat well. That's part of the problem. Yeah, they get enough sleep, too, well, right? They feed themselves. Well, it depends where you work. In some parts of the city, you can sleep that 24-hour shift. No one will miss it. But other parts, you don't get to lay your little head down. True. It's rough. True. Well, had a bad one at the Hancock building almost. Yeah, you, be, you ever been stuck in an elevator? Yeah, the former Hancock building, I should say. Hancock's not paying for that privilege anymore. But we know it in Chicago is the former Hancock building. And they go up 100 floors, them elevators. And sometimes... The signature room's up, I think, 96 floors. 90, great view at nighttime, wonderful place. They don't call uh, it the Hancock, but they still call it the signature room. Yes, it is the signature on the 95th. And let me tell you, if you've never been there, go. Gr unbelievable view in the evening. You could see 30 miles west. Every light, I mean, it's just... And then over the lake, it's a great place. Well, of course, it's a big tourist attraction, right? And on this particular night, of course, tourists were doing touristy things, having dinner at the 95th. It's not only tourists, local local guys and local girls people. like to go up there and, you know, yeah. a lot check, of, out, lot, check out the scene. And, a lot of engagements up there, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well. You got nothing better to do? Yeah. He had a nice time on the 95th, then they got in the elevator and it goes a little south on him. A little south? It goes a lot south. Hey, I'm going to tell you, it could have been a lot worse. They, they had to spend some time in the elevator and they dropped... Uh, a thousand feet or so, very yeah. rapidly. I know exactly how they feel. It happens to me all the time I when I leave my building. So not, not a you know, not ninety stories, but yeah, I'm, being trapped in an elevator. I'm going to call it BS because you're a track star. You're you're a stair guy. I can't see you in the elevator. Uh, how I mean, often? How often are we in that elevator loop? Yeah, really? you're right. Well, yeah, I got. <laughs> I guess one out of five times I'm in the elevator, but yeah. Yeah, we're but, not humping down ninety-five floors though, right? No, not ninety-five floors. Uh, but yeah, they were stuck for three hours in this elevator. They who, got to, you know, six people got to know each other a little bit better. And, and my friend, who bailed them out? Was it the popo? We don't have the tools required to get these people out. If we did, we'd be the first ones in there. But no, CFD. Yeah, that's right. The fire department showed up. Battalion Chief Maloney was on the scene. He fixed the problem, didn't he? Yeah. Well, it was it was uh, hard to get in that blind shaft, though. There were, you know, they had to they had to break walls to find out where the hell these people are. Yeah, Chief Maloney says, "Hey, we trained for this problem. We know how to deal with it." And so what they do? It'll take us a couple through three hours, but we'll get we'll, we'll get to them. We'll right? Get them out. Nobody's going to get hurt. CFD's here. We're going to solve this problem, my hey, friends. Hey, give us some room. Give us some room. That's right? right. That's we right. We got this under control. And what they do? They cut a hole in the uh, wall, and they they snaked in a little uh, uh, camera. But That's, I mean, how unnerving does that does that sound, though? I mean. Yeah, we don't know where these people are. Yeah, right. We don't know where they're at, but we're going to find them quick enough. Don't you worry. Yeah, one of because one of the cable ropes, uh, two, ma or malfunctioned. Two. They didn't necessarily snap. They yeah. just <laughs> malfunctioned. They weren't working very well. You know, so and Mr. Rodas's invention uh, was not doing uh, good this night. And these people in this elevator, they knew there was a big problem. They were, they were pretty shook up because that elevator dropped like a rock. Yeah, yeah, but it stopped, and no one got injured. 
Yeah, but you know, one of the uh, one of the occupants, it's happened to her before, in similar circumstances. Hey, she's a brand new lawyer. I, I got to tell you, her the, luck isn't real good. Lightning strikes. Lightning does strike twice, right? Yeah, two elevator uh, breakdowns for this young lady. But let's get back to the stay CFD. away from stay away CFD. from the elevators, right? That, yeah, take the stairs when you can. Okay, yeah, I'm staying yeah. off them elevators. But the CFD snakes in a camera. They right. They get the location of the elevator. It's down on, I think, the 14th floor, which is parking garages. Parking garage, yes. They, they waltz down to the 14th floor. They bring out the heavy-duty concrete saws. They a little uh, magic marker on the wall. X marks the spot. Time to break some stuff. That's the best. And, man, they cut through that concrete. What'd they do? Hey, there they are. There they are. Let's go. Forced open the doors, dropped the ladder in there. One of the CFD guys climbed down and goes, Hey, ma'am, take my hat. Climb up out of here. Let me give you a hand. Chief Maloney and the boys pull him out, rescue him, and they get a standing O walking out of the building with the firemen. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's lined up in the hallway. You know, we uh, we call we call CFD a lot, and uh, CPD or, or police officers call CPD a lot when we have to, uh, you know, get in, break something, break a door. <laughs> get in somewhere and it's not in an emergency situation and they're all for it man they've got the tools to CFD break loves breaking stuff don't they and you know what hey and they just leave it right there it is okay we broke it we're out you well, you clean it up <laughs> another fabulous night for the cfd in the city of chicago they come through like champions save the day nobody gets hurt stories uh, to tell back home uh, chicago fire's gonna uh, guarantee you, you're gonna see this one next season there'll be a story on chicago fire Maybe. Will, it be, will it be the former Hancock or maybe the former uh, Sears Tower? It's always going to be the former it's Hancock. Gonna some, know, it's going to be some here, high rise. If you've lived here any amount of time, it's going to be the former Hancock building. They can name it whatever they want to name it. A lot of my friends, uh, I don't think they even say Hancock. They're like, you know where uh, Oprah Winfrey used to live? <laughs> Jerry Springer used to live there. <laughs> All right. What's our next story? You know what? We've got, we've got a great story uh, involving... Uh, High school football and uh, 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 a parent uh, wearing a, a uniform, referee's uniform, sort of uh, trying to trying to make the game go his way. I don't know. Well, how does I mean? Okay, he's got an, a uniform. Is he roughing a game? Did he rough a game prior to that game, or was he rough later? Do you know? <laughs> the thing is, everyone's everyone's hooting and hollering about it because you know, if it wasn't for this dad jumping up and down, you know. Uh, Trying to convince the uh, the refs that this call was uh, wrong, this call was right. You know, the game would have gone our way, and they're pretty ticked off about it. They want this game to not officially count, and they want him barred from any more football games. Now, guess what? That one's in the books. Nothing's going to happen. When we come back, another problem with high speed chases in the city. These things never end well. A reckless police chase, yes, uh, involving uh. Chicago Police Department. And then, you know what? We're going to get get into some funky stories around the nation and our favorite. Florida. Ha- Florida. And we're we got going some, to Florida. we got a couple happy endings coming along. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAM 890. We'll talk to you in a few. Bad of the bone. WSAM 890 in Chicago. The Popo Report. Lupe Aguirre, Paul Cialino, bringing you the stories that matter. And our next story, Lupe, another tragedy. 
Three people get killed as a result of a high-speed police chase over on 69th and Loomis. And those of you who know the city, 69th and Loomis, pretty much all residential, isn't it? Yeah, well, if you don't know 69th and Loomis, uh, it's right by the uh, right by the highway. There's a lot going on over there. Well, once again, you had knucklehead speeding, driving like lunatics. The police start chasing them. And there's a po- what's the policy in Chicago on police chases? Doesn't a sergeant have to say, all right, we could chase this guy? Well, it's been a policy in place since, I believe, 2003. It's a no-chase policy, essentially. It's right. just, if you're just dealing with traffic... Uh, say you pull up again, pull up alongside a, a guy, and you know whether he, you know, blows a light or uh, an illegal left-hand turn. If he decides to just take off, just call it in and let him go. Well, we'll catch him another day. We've got the license plate. We may may have a you know a pretty good idea who's driving or who's in the passenger seat, but we'll. You know, we'll live to catch them another day, essentially. And we got cameras all over that'll pick these things up. But once again, three people get killed because the popo are chasing somebody at high rates of speed through the city. I've worked a dozen of these cases in the last 30 years. And I got to tell you, uh, the family hired James D. Montgomery and Associates. And for those of you who don't know, Jim Montgomery used to be the corporation counsel for Harold Washington and has a very successful personal injury law practice. He knows how it works. He knows how it works. Yes, especially he does. With, uh... he, uh, used to be the corporation counsel. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jim Jr., uh, the lawyer in this case, been around for 30 years or more. And that, the city of Chicago is going to write a really big check when this is all over with. But, I mean, I'm, I'm inclined to think that the uh, police officers followed proper protocol, according to what we've read. And um, it's a policy change that's been that's been hammered in. Yeah, because, for the last because, few years, it's, it's, we've it's, had tragedy exactly. after tragedy of people getting killed, and it's always what usually people who aren't involved in the case. That's always the big deal. Yeah, the, the guy you're chasing almost never gets killed. He runs into someone and kills two or three people. I mean, it's just unnecessary. And what always happens is uh, the guy who's being, or the person who's being, who's being chased, he doesn't necessarily know that the chase has been called off. He's trying to get away, you know. Right. Whether in this case, apparently he uh, he shot his uh, he shot his girlfriend multiple times. Well, yeah. So the the, the popo have no idea what this guy just did or where he's coming from, which is why it's so dangerous. Yeah, there. because they they just they don't necessarily know that he just did that. They're just right. You know, they're, they're, it's a traffic they violation. A, they see point. a guy blowing a red light, and and the chase is on. But the chase was on momentarily. They, you know, he whether when he when the chase is on and he blows another red light, you got to call it off because this guy's nuts. He's being very reckless. He's not going, you know, twenty miles an hour. So the chase was called off. They called in the sergeant, and this guy keeps going, and a tragedy happens. So where fault lies, yet to be seen. Well, yep, it, it, it's terrible, and. Ironically, the, the kid tells the one of the guys killed says, "Mom, I'm tired of the crime here. Yeah. I'm moving to Gary, Indiana, uh, to get away from it. I want my children to be able to go outside and play." Well, now everybody's dead, so don't have to worry about moving. Our next story, Lupe. Where are we at? Uh, we're going to we're going to New Jersey. We're going to the East Coast. They're acting up out in New Jersey, aren't they? Man, this case this case has had captured national intrigue because it started off as a. Feel-good story. Real good story. Nice young couple sees a homeless guy in the street, and allegedly the lady has a breakdown, 
and the runs out of gas, runs guy, out of gas, and the homeless guy goes, "Lady, here's my last twenty. Go home to your family." Right? Yeah, that's the story. They're pretty far. F- when I when I yeah when I first read this, I'm like, that never happens. Guess what? I didn't believe this for one minute. You're right. It never happened because it was all a big scam. You're a homeless guy. You're not going to give away your last $20. This guy's Ah. probably driving a BMW. What? It's a homeless vet. Homeless vet's going to give away his last 20 to a a damn cell in distress, right? Yeah, homeless vet. Johnny Bobbitt. (laughs) Well, well, Mark and and, uh, Caitlin McClure sure played it up, huh? Well... They cooked up a scam. Listen, we're going to get a picture of this homeless guy, and we're going to tell the story how he helped me, and we're going to raise money so we could get him an education and get him back on his feet in a house and a car, and he could get a job. And they did raise some money, didn't they? Yeah, that you know, the, the lately, that GoFundMe, uh, they, they've been running into a lot of scams. A lot of people have been doing the same thing, you know, well, getting some money through GoFundMe. Well, listen, after, after they paid GoFundMe, he collected three hundred and sixty-seven thousand and change. Because yeah, GoFundMe gets their cut, and but yeah, that's that's a lot. That's they a, get that's their a cut nice first. Change. And what they do with that three sixty-seven? They give it to the homeless guy, the homeless vet, get him back on his feet. We're going to New York. Yeah, we're, we're going, going we're to gonna Vegas. We're going to buy a BMW. We're going to Vegas. We're gonna. We're going to Atlantic City. We're gonna have a real good time. Oh, they had a good time. But here's the problem. Don't tell your friends that you're doing this crap, right? Don't text your friends. <laughs> what did Groucho Marx used to say? Say it in ink, right? But uh, never say it in ink, uh, I'm, ever. I'm too young well, for texting is saying it in ink, right? And she's bragging, hey, we're running this great scam and we're getting loaded, okay? And the prosecutors have all that now. They are in deep, deep trouble. You just got to keep your mouth shut when you're doing bad, bad things. And the vet keep it to yourself. Just keep it to yourself. The right? homeless vet felt he wasn't getting his cut. That's where it all fell apart. Yeah, you know, exactly. Hey. What part of this scam am I not going to, you know, you know, hey. profit from? I guess he wasn't profiting from the scam. And oh, he was not profiting. You got to tell the popo when you're running a scam and you're not profiting from the scam. But inherently, there's something wrong with that too, right? Well, more than eighty-five thousand in cash with withdrawn at or near casinos: Atlantic City, Pennsylvania, Philly, and Las Vegas. Uh, prosecutors, this is so easy. They'll send a first-year prosecutor down there to, to lock these two up and try this case. And, you know, they, I'm, I'm, they're boyfriend girlfriend. I'm sure they have different uh, defense attorneys because uh, from, from what I last heard and read, the uh, Caitlin, she's turning on the boyfriend. She's pinning it all on him. Of course. You know? <laughs> it's like he made me do it. The, yeah, I don't think they're dating anymore. Yeah, exactly. You're taking the fall. I'm not. I'm not involved in this. You just brought me along for the ride. I was un- unwittingly, you know, yeah, a yeah, partner. That, I was an, that's going to work. They're going to be sitting at the same table together, maybe with different lawyers and different defenses, but they're both going down like rocks. There you go. And, and the homeless vets testifying against them. So this whole caper just broke down out of New Jersey. Bye-bye. What do you say we go to Florida? We love Florida, don't we, Lupe? I mean, you know, if we were in Florida, we'd probably get run out of town doing all these Florida stories. But uh, there's so much material. Hey, hey, us guys up in Chicago, we're not big fans of Florida because when we're up here freezing, they're down there running around in their shorts and T-shirts, drinking pina coladas and sand in their feet, okay? We are we got six inches of snow and ice underneath our feet, so we we got a problem with Florida that, in general, don't that we? That probably has something to do with it. All that sun... You know, that, that's the like, problem. The sun's hitting that bald head all the time, and 
or somebody's head, and the heat cooks your brain, right? We all know that. It's driving you nuts. Exactly. We'll come back to Florida in just a minute. Yeah, we're gonna hit we're gonna hit that story out of Florida. We got a couple more stories out of Florida, actually. You know, when we come back, you've been listening to the Popo Report on WLS AM eight ninety. I'll see you in a few. D. Here are the stories of crimes committed against the people of Chicago. Step four. And the stories of the men and women who serve and protect us. This is the Popo Report. Saturday night in Chicago, WLS AM eight ninety. The Popo Report. Hey. Tell us what you know. Call the Popo Report tip line at 312-590-0987. Right? We want to hear what you got to say. You got to start with, hey, I got a tip for you. We'll put you on. We want to hear those tips. <laughs> if it's a good tip. Without a doubt, Paul. What we got going on in South Florida today? Ah, well, we had a masseuse. Got involved in a $60,000 theft. You know what? At a casino. I've I've actually been to this casino in Hollywood, Florida, the Hard Rock Cafe Casino. It's a very nice place. Oh, yeah. And there was a guy that had a, he was on a roll. He was doing pretty good. He's at the Hard Rock. He's rolling the bones, as we say in Chi-Town, right? Throwing a little dice, having a good night. And a young lady. Having some fun, you know, you're in, yeah. Yeah, and a younger lady, 20-year difference. He's a 52-year-old guy. She goes, hey, you look a little stressed. You need some relief. I'm I'm a masseuse. I'll take care of you here. Yeah, you know, Paul, we all love to get rub downs, but you gotta you gotta vet you gotta vet that masseuse before she touches you. She's thirty. He's not vetting anything. Okay, he's like, how quick do we get to go do this massage? I'm thinking he's not thinking legit massage. A little massage. I'm gonna take care of you, Cassidy Paris. That's probably the first sign. Maybe that's not her real name, I'm guessing. Cassidy Paris. It's probably her stage name. I, I'm guessing it's her stage name. Down down to Hollywood from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Lovely little town. And uh, so she takes him up to the room, and what's her first move? Hey, take your pants off. Relax. Take it easy. He takes his pants off, right? Yeah. And he makes a great mistake. He's got the watch. What's the watch, Loop? It was a $50,000 French Patek Philippe. That's uh, Tony Soprano's favorite watch, by the way. Yeah, but I bet Tony never took it off to get a massage. And uh, our, our genius here takes it off, takes his pants off, goes in the bathroom. He leaves ten k in cash, $6,100 in poker chips, the $50,000 watch. And what happens? This is going to be a big shock to you all. <laughs> yeah. Miss Paris sticks around and just starts watching TV while he while he does what he does in the washroom and comes back. No, she takes off. Yeah, she takes off with everything. And folks, if you would be grifters and grafters and thieves, you're in a casino. It's the worst place to do yes, any of that crap. There's a exactly. camera every thirty feet. The cops come down there and they're <laughs> everywhere, laughing. Everywhere, so everywhere. The popo show up. And the first thing they do, they go to the security office and they go, let's roll tape on our genius's hotel floor. There she is going in. There she is coming out. There she is going down the hallway to the parking lot into her car with the license plate number. And, you know, in most places, you can't really zoom in on that on that, uh, on that driver's, not the driver's license, but the uh, the license plate. But casinos, oh, they yes. can zoom in yes. on anything. It's yes. microscopic zooming. And, and what is she driving? She's driving a rental car. And what do rental cars always have? Driver's license information. And GPS, right? There so you go. the Popo call the rental car company and go, Where's your car? At a hotel four miles away. 
They go over there. They flash the little picture. Hello. The popo's at the door. <laughs> they saw this thing like in 16 minutes and had to watch. She didn't even have time to spend the money. No. I mean, she goes back to the hotel. Man, I, I hit the big score. I'm baldy. I took his watch. I took his money. I took his chips. This has been a great trip. She was probably planning her next heist. She's when down at the, the Motel 6, sitting on the bed, counting the chips over and over again, looking at that watch in different lights. It's shining and looking. And she's she's having a great time. A little HBO on, right? She's like, damn, what a trip. And then that was quite a score. Hello. Come here, honey. Open the door. Uh-oh. So, so everybody, remember, surveillance video is everywhere, especially in casinos, all right? If you're going to do something, it's got to be very well thought out, or just don't do it. <laughs> don't, how about that? How about don't steal, okay? Yeah, exactly. Hey, we're in Florida, Polk County, Florida. We're staying in Florida for a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm disturbed by this, okay? Elderly lady, 73 years old. She goes to her doctors, and she goes, hey, you got to test my meth. I'm not sure I'm getting a quality product here. Yeah, I think I got, yeah, there's something wrong with my meth. It's not up to my standards. Can you check this out for me? The problem was she's only been using meth for about a month. She wasn't real experienced in these things. It wasn't prescription meth? It was not prescription meth. I'm pretty sure there's no such thing. But she had some meth, and she brings it to her doc. Now, her doc's disturbed on a number of uh, levels levels here. This is probably a geriatric doctor, right? He's like, hey, I'm taking care of the old people in the community. I'm doing a good thing. And I get this sweet little old lady, and she comes in here and hands me a vial of meth. Goes, hey, is this good stuff? (laughs) Poor doc. Can you test it it for me, doc? No, I can't test it for you. I'm not going to test the meth. What's the matter with you? You shouldn't be using this. Needless to say, she was was, uh, turned into the popo, and... uh, yeah, maybe she'll learn her well, lesson. Who did test it for her, though? <laughs> the Polk County <laughs> Police Department. The Popo tested that meth, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it definitely was meth, wasn't it? Yeah. Whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm predicting probation. Yeah. Okay, 73 years old. She's not going to do any time. Yeah, let's not keep her in jail. Well, she deserves a break, man. Come on. Good citizen, 73 years old, she made a mistake. Well, let's take a break from Florida for a minute. Let's okay. go over to Los Angeles. We like L.A. L.A.'s nice. Got palm trees. It's on fire most of the time lately. But Different sort of weather. Yes, very different sort. But of. fun and interesting nonetheless. We got an arms dealer who's convicted of <laughs> trying to buy and sell missiles. I mean, that's pretty... The last guy that did that wow. in Chicago was a young man named Jeff Fort who ran a place called the El Rukin Street Gang. Yeah. Jeff Fort tried to sell some missiles to the FBI, and uh, he uh, last time he was seen was in the bottom of some federal prison in Mississippi about 30 years ago. It's still there. Chances are the Popo, they're going to they're gonna be on to you if you're trying to sell missiles. I, I can assure you, if you're trying to sell a missile, the Popo's going to hear about it pretty quick. It's and it's going to be the Popo with all them alphabetical letters after their name. It's FBI, DEA, ATF. You're going to get a lot of attention you're trying to sell missiles to the Libyans. It's kind of hard to, uh, you know, keep that under wraps. A lot of people are going to be talking. Uh, there's uh, it's, it's a pretty big enterprise. Listen, if you're nuts enough to sell a missile... The, the, every informant in the world loves that information because there's going to be rewards and yeah. get out of jail free cards forever. Uh, the the FBI's phone's going to be ringing like it's the OTB and they're giving away money. 
because they will give away a lot OTB of money. OTB stands for off-track betting, That's right? That's right. And they will give away a lot of money if you call I know that because my dad loves say, to go there, yeah. Hey, I got a guy who's going to sell you some missiles. There'll be all The whole FBI squad will be having a party. Well, he's not going to be selling missiles for a while, right? No, no, he's not. He's going to be sitting in a federal prison for a long time. Yeah, let me ask you, Paul. Do you like your th- you like your temperature uh, set a certain, you know, cer- your thermostat set a certain temperature? Brother, I'm going to tell you something. The thermostat, Are you pretty particular about that? The thermostat is a big issue at my house, okay? So you either like a too low or too I, high or in the I middle. I get a little you, chilly in the you winter. you got to find I, a happy medium. I, I want to bust 70 on that thermostat come November, December, January. You know what I'm saying? It's 20 degrees outside. I'd like it to be a balmy 70, 71 in the house. But, hey, if you had a disagreement with whoever, would you just, you know, attack them with an axe? No, well, listen, first off, my wife runs that thermostat, okay? It's like a rule. That's Ursi's. Don't touch it. And I don't touch it. But I'll say, hey, I'm shooting up the thermostat up. But the next guy, what did he do? Well, he uh, apparently he didn't like the way it was set. He came at his roommates with an axe. <laughs> And, uh, again, all hell broke loose. Well, he was in Nebraska. It's chilly out there. And he, I don't think he needed the axe, though, right? He, you don't have to resolve this with an axe. How about, hey, let's, uh, let's figure this out and get the temperature right. Well, when we come back. We got some bacon flying everywhere. We've got, we've got a, ch- a missing, missing kid at a Chuck E. Cheese and more. We'll be right back, Paul. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WLS AM 890. Popo Report's back Saturday night. This is going to shut down after this segment. You don't want to miss any of it, though, do you, Luke? Don't miss it. We're going to end it hard, too. That's right. WLS AM 890. Working hard for you on a Saturday night in Chicago. Where are we going? We're going to South Carolina. Lupe is our second place. Second favorite place behind florida right as long as it's uh, around the south you know there's a lot of material we could grab onto and share it with everyone in chicago well we're gonna share a nice story that you know mcdonald's people got a little out of control in the back there over some bacon you know when whenever crispy delicious bacon is involved i could get a little you know a little uh, hot and bothered. Hey, I like the McDonald's sausage patties are excellent. But the bacon, I mean, you know, I'm saying McDonald's are a little cheap on that bacon, a little thin slice. You just want a little bit more, a little more of that bacon, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently uh, the folks that work at McDonald's down there in South Carolina, they like the bacon. They like to make it and eat it, too, while they're working, that's, right? That's a problem, it's, apparently. It's called that. taste testing. I mean, any good chef will tell you, you got to taste your product before you, you know, give it to the public and I, sell I'm it, right? I'm not sure the word chef and McDonald's is often associated with each other, but uh, the line cooks, cooks. Right? a lot of line cooks at McDonald's, they decided uh, they like that bacon, and they're kind of steadily eating it, which caused what? Caused a little bit of a problem, didn't it? A little bit of disturbance. We've got uh, we got some smacking with the uh, with the bacon. We've got some pushing and shoving, and all around good disturbance. In the biz, we like to call assault and battery, right? Yeah. What we heard, what we what happened though, is someone tried to force feed her boss hot, crispy bacon. That's the crime here. Because she wasn't allowed to eat it anymore while she was on duty. She was pretty hot. She was pretty hot. I get hot and bothered if I wouldn't if I wasn't allowed to eat my bacon anymore. They're trying to force feed the bacon. It's getting a little heated back there in the McDonald's. I'm wondering how 
While all this is going on, you think the drive drive through line is just moving right through, or is there a problem now? Oh, we've got. I'm sure. I'm sure we got. You got a backup. You've got gapers delayed. They're like, "What's going on over there? Why is bacon flying?" No, nobody likes waiting in line at McDonald's. They want that line to keep moving. Thus, the word fast food, right? Keep it moving, guys. Well, once again, no. The police reviewing the surveillance footage showed the crime happening. You have you have uh, you have varying stories as you know as always happens. The but video, you know what? The, the video, video don't lie. Video don't doesn't lie. lie. Does not lie. And happy ending. No one got too badly hurt. The offending person got arrested, and hey, the line got back on time. Everything was okay in McDonald's. We got to keep it moving at McDonald's. Now we're going to. I think we're going to Red Lobster, right? Hey, we're going on back to Florida, St. Petersburg, Florida, a lovely town, right next to St. Pete Beach, right outside of Tampa. And over on the Gulf Coast. Yeah. You know, a woman went in the Red Lobster. Good restaurants, so depending where you're at. And she was uh reportedly blacked out drunk. How do you how do you walk how do you get into Red Lobster if you're blacked out drunk? Somebody carry you in? Just stumble in. She didn't want to wait to order, though. She she came in, and instead of, you know, getting seated, man, what would you like tonight? A little soup, a little dessert? You want our famous bread? She went right over to the, what do they got in all the Red Lobsters? They got well, a big fish tank, right? Yeah, they still got that fish tank going on right by the uh, right by the front. Yeah, it's always by the, the maitre d' at Red Lobster. You got the big fish tank with the big lobsters, right? For all of you who, you know, aren't French, it's the host stand. The host stand, that's right. And so our blacked out drunk, Kimberly Gable, 42-year-old, St. Petersburg, she walks over and helps herself in the lobster tank. She grabs a lobster and starts munching on it. She didn't want to wait to sit down. <laughs> when I'm blacked out drunk, I always you know, reach over for the nearest crustacean. You go to the yes. lobster tank, just dive in and grab the one you want. A little crustacean sushi. Well, you know, let me tell you. She eat it gra- raw. She grabbed the lobster and ran out of the restaurant. I'm pretty sure that's stuffed everywhere else, isn't it? Uh, yeah. If it doesn't belong to you, don't take it. Well, officers responded, found her a short distance away, and, and lo and behold, they discovered there was some alcohol on her breath. A bit intoxicated? Just a bit. Just a little bit. She grabbed the lobster. Hey, but good news is, $100 bond. I bet she could make that one. Another bond, yeah. It's uh, it's easy for everybody. Is the lobster going to be okay? Lobster, uh, I think he's seen the lobster. Seen better days. They never found the lobster. Yeah. Hey, maybe escape near the water, sorta. St. Petersburg. I bet he he could have made his way back to his natural habitat. <laughs> Probably right. What's wrong with that lobster? Get to it. Yeah. That's the story here. The lobster escapes. <laughs> I got another great story for you. We're gonna actually we're gonna stay in Florida. Shocking. We're gonna. We're gonna we're gonna mosey on to a Chuck E. Cheese. What happened to Chuck E. Cheese? A mom leaves her two-year-old kid at Chuck E. Cheese after a big blowout uh, party. Uh, but can you can you blame the who's mom? partying? The two-year-old or the mom? Everybody's partying. Yeah, I think the mom's partying. Okay, this it, these are the stories. You know, when they leave the kid in the car and it's ninety degrees out, they forgot the kid is in the back seat in the car. Seat. Well, it's not that bad, you know. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Have you ever been to Chuck E. Cheese? 
Uh, I mean, it's pretty bad. Let's go. Your Max is not going to Chuck E. Cheese. We know that, right? Your Max is at the Four Seasons having his birthday party. I think Max has been to the Four Seasons. I'm I'm pretty sure he has been. But what happened here, Paul? Well, mom, mom leaves Chuck E. Cheese and forgets the two-year-old and goes home and says what? She calls the popo and goes, hey, my kid's missing. No, unfortunately, that's not how it would happen. That's not what happened. What happened? No, well, this kid, <laughs> this kid stays at the uh, at the mom Chuck E. Cheese. Mom didn't self-report. No, mom's mom's like you know just doing her thing. But this kid stays at Chuck E. Cheese and he's in one of the booths, and then they're like, "Why is this two-year-old here alone in at a booth?" And you know, like and, for two hours. Yeah, well, there's something unusual here. So they call the they call the popo. The Pope will come out and they, you know, figure out what's going on. And then later, I think uh, a relative finally. Uh, mom didn't even, a relative came back to Chuck E. Cheese. Came back to Chuck E. Cheese, right? You think mom had uh, like the lady in St. Petersburg, maybe a little A couple two tree? Yeah. A couple two tree? A couple two tree cocktails before she left Chuck E. Cheese and left her two year old there? Yeah, yeah. You th- where was the two year old at? Like where all them, them rubber balls are and them, that big pit? Somewhere in Chuck E. Cheese. Well, thank God he was found safe and sound, uh, in good condition. And Mom's going to have to answer a couple, two, three more questions uh, to the uh, popo down there oh, in Florida. I think Mom's got some problems, right? She's got and some it, serious problems with uh, Children and Family Services, the popo, the courts, and just about anybody else who uh, gets involved in the welfare of two-year-olds. Well, fortunately, I mean that ended relatively well, for the most part. Correct. It did. Child was safe. Child was safe. Was, was recovered. Mom got in a little beef, but he was full. You know, he. You know, that's he, right. He wasn't well, hungry. It's happy ending time. How are we finishing? We're doing. We're we're coming back to Chicago with a happy ending. And what happened? We had a seven year old kid who went missing in the uh, Chicago Lawn neighborhood, but he was found safe and sound by the Popo this we, past week on Thursday. That is a happy ending. Uh, kids found seven years old, vulnerable age, dangerous. Well, folks. Thank you for listening. We love having you. We appreciate every minute you spend with us. And we'll see you next Saturday night. Paul, it's been a great show. You've been listening to the Popo Report on WSAM 890. Don't forget, you can catch us online at WSAM.com. And, see, and what, what else? And, and you can call us. Yeah, you know what? The catch Popo Hotline. The Popo Tip Line, 312-590-0587. I've committed that to memory. Have a great weekend, folks.